1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It is Thursday, which means we convene the Bad Moms Club on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and the Bad Moms Club.
2: So apparently I'm a bad mom. Join the club, honey. Bad moms, bad moms. What you gonna do? What what you gonna do when they cry for you bad moms bad moms what you gonna do what you gonna do when they cry
0: for you this is bad moms club on the colleen and bradley show all moms are good until proven bad through public shaming on the radio and then they're part of the club
1: okay so, what'd so you know i you know what i didn't i decided to do this a little bit differently today okay um, i went rogue because i read a story about some parents that i am Concerned about. Oh, right. We're getting it again. All right. Um, that, that I have some concerns about. And I thought, hmm, let's make this a themed opportunity. Moms, dads, but mostly moms. Did you have the talk with your kids? I mean, the birds and the bees talk. And did something go horribly awry? Did somebody say something funny? Was there a weird question? Did you fail miserably at it? 651-641-1071. Share your birds and the bees stories. Um, And the reason I thought about this, I saw this article today about a couple in the UK who are um, trying to outsource the birds and the bees talk. For their children. What
3: do you mean outsource? Like the book that I got when I was a kid?
1: No. Think $3,500 for a person to give their kids the talk. So this is what wow. we know. They posted an ad uh, on a website for child care professionals. They have asked for somebody else to explain the birds and the bees to their kids so that they don't have to. And they're offering $3,500 to the person who uh, consents to do this. They want the person to be a licensed childcare professional and they want them to cover the following topics, sex, homosexual sex, STDs, condoms, consent, male and female anatomy, periods and pregnancy, as well as transgender and non-binary gender identities.
3: Interesting.
1: Yes. Here's the thing. Do you wonder how old their kids are?
3: Well, I would assume they're probably, you know, 10, 11, 12. Seven and eight. What? Why would you need to be having a conversation about, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know when you're supposed to start talking about sex stuff with kids, but that seems a little young.
1: For some of that stuff, I mean, you know, you give, you don't drop it. I mean, this is my thought. I, you don't drop it all on them all at once. You know, you give them uh, age appropriate information at the right time. You answer their questions and then you sort of make it an ongoing discussion. I, to me, it's not a one time only uh, deal. seven one. Do you have any stories about uh, the birds and the bees? The time that you told your kids. Uh, we've got Dawn on the line. Dawn, what happened when you told your kids about the birds and the bees?
4: Um, well, I told them when they were much younger. Um, their dad had a little snip-snip, and so we had to mm-hmm. tell them why they couldn't jump on dad. Fast forward a few years, um, they're in elementary school, and I'm tucking them into bed, and all of a sudden I hear, a, Mom, we got a question for you, and I'm like, okay, Uh-oh. what? <laughs> They wanted to know what a French kiss was ah, uh, and I'm like dying in the hallway. And I'm like, why are you asking? Well, we were talking about it at school and I told my friends that I could ask you that you would, you would tell me the oh. answer. Oh So I did. So fast forward a few more years, my children are grown now. Um, so when they are in high school, the rule was no glove, no love. Uh, and I remind them all the time about it. And I'm like, okay, what's the rule?
1: No glove, no love. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love that's it, so Don. That's such a.
3: I, I think that's clever. That is great. You are not a bad mom. <laughs>
1: that is for sure. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, Don. Have a great Thanks, day. Sean. 651-641-1071 What's your story about when you told your kids about the birds and the bees? Jenny's on the line. Hi, Jenny. Hi. What happened when you told your kids about the birds and the bees?
4: Well, I've done it three times, actually. I've t- I have three children, and we've told all three of them. And we did tell them at age eight. It was mm-hmm. based on a, a book I read that said if you tell them at that age, they're young enough to, or young enough to not be too embarrassed about it, but um, old enough to kind of cognitively get the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I was all prepared. My husband and I were doing it together. We sat down at the table and with the oldest. And I was ready to go, and he's looking at us, and I looked at him, and I froze. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Well, I mean, like I did, and my husband looked at me, and I looked at him, and he goes, You read the book. Why aren't you talking? <laughs> and the kid is totally confused like about what we're doing. what's going on? <laughs> Correct. But it went really well. Um, it was The first one was a really short talk, and he just it was like safety and morals and— and basically mechanics, like mm-hmm. physiology, anatomy. Mm-hmm. The second one was a girl, and she was had a thousand questions, and it took a lot longer, and she loved the whole thing. <laughs> and, then the, and
2: then the third
4: one was more, he's kind of a, uh, he's a, our crazy kid, and I felt us almost <clears throat> trying to scare him about it more <laughs> than anything else. So it's very interesting when you do the conversation with them, because... I don't know. It happens differently time.
1: with each one.
4: That is correct. Right. But it, was, it went really well, and we did do
1: it at age eight, and it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you for your that call. awesome.
3: I feel like there are all these good moms. I feel like they're, yeah, this is not bad mom behavior. Well,
1: it's based on the bad parent behavior.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's go to, uh, is it Shea? Hi, Shaya. Hi, how, what, how are you guys? We're good. How are you? Good, good. So what happened when you gave the birds and the bees talk?
2: Well, um, it was actually initiated by my kids. Um, I have twins, boy-girl twins, who are now nine. Mm -hmm. But when they were about seven and a half or eight, um, I don't know where they heard it, but they said, Mom, you know, what does it mean when you have sex? And ever since they were little, we never used, like, baby names for their body parts. Mm -hmm. It's always been very anatomically correct. So they were already familiar with all of that. And when I told them what it means when a man and a woman have sex it was so not a big deal, but they were really grossed out. They were like, what? (laughs) Oh, gross mom. (laughs) And they were like, so you and daddy did that? And I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) But I feel my feeling about it is that, you know, you start them at that age, especially when they have the body curiosity and it's like anything else, alcohol, drugs, you start the conversations early Mm -hmm. and it's, it's easier. And then when they're teenagers and have more intimate questions about the different types of activities that, you know, sex involves, mm-hmm. they're not going to be afraid to talk to you about it as a parent. Right, because you and made it totally, so, yeah. Yeah, we don't make a big deal out of it. You know, sometimes if I'm changing my clothes and, and uh, they see my chest and they'll say, oh, my see mommy's boobies, and I correct them. I said, no, those are my breasts. Mm. I don't allow them to use slang terms or inappropriate terms, and have respect for their bodies and other people's bodies. And I think it just kind
1: of nips it in the bud when it comes—no to... pun intended. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shaya, thank you so much for contributing. That's
3: very uh, adult.
1: Um, you know, I'm reading through this um, through this job position that is posted, like the actual yep. posting. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it. Um, And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, apply for this <laughs> because I honestly think that the two parents who are paying somebody else to have the conversation need to have somebody. Like if you are willing to part with $3,500 because you're not comfortable having the conversation, then maybe you do need the help of somebody who Can thoughtfully well, I mean, at explain at least it.
3: that they're making sure their children have the information mm-hmm. that they need and they realize that they're not comfortable being the ones with that, or they maybe feel like they don't. I don't, it's hard to know what their motivation is because you could assume they feel like uh, either they're just like super rich and want to spend money on things, and this is like the overly uh, unnecessary way to go about it, but um, or it could just be that they don't, um. They don't feel comfortable talking about sex That's so or it could so interesting they don't feel like they have the knowledge so at least they're trying to get their kids the right info. right
1: right so you i know. will give them that yeah i will give them I that mean, versus
3: like i'm just not gonna talk about it Ugh.
1: can i just give my my favorite piece of advice though when it comes to that talk if you're uncomfortable with it the best place to have conversations that you're uncomfortable with with your kids is in the car because
3: you don't have to look at you each don't have other. to
1: look at each other but you're alone and so the and they and they feel free and actually that's where you get some of the best questions because you're not looking at them and they feel okay just asking any question oh, not sure. having to look
3: at you no that makes sense
1: yeah all right when we come back here on the thank you parents uh, we had a lot of yeah, good parents I feel like today A bad mom not, among them. not a bad mom in the bunch when we come back we've got to talk about this uh, business with Ryan Seacrest and his former uh, stylist and uh, it's an ongoing story that we are continuing to follow and we're going to get to some of the updates on it after this on my talk one oh seven one. Wednesdays on Jason and Alexis in the morning it's
5: the birthday prank this prank on your wife tell us about what's going on with your son
0: we got him on a traveling baseball league there's a lot of uh, commitment
2: and a lot of expenses so she's not too happy about that (laughs)
5: We actually got a spot to go to Cooperstown for the Hall of oh. Fame Invitational Tournament. Um, it is going to be. It looks like forty nine hundred for each kid. Does this not include flights? I had my assistant look up some flights and out of Minneapolis. You're going to be coming from Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you were like on vacation or something, and uh, we're going to be coming from Cabo actually. So, but I think it's around three thirty. I saw if you're doing just. Uh, a pedestrian class or whatever that's called. Oh, what? Uh, Co- uh, coach, coach. Yeah, regular. coach class. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me get Dave on the phone too. Maybe he can help you out. Maybe we can like, you know, pay for your costs and then we'll work it out later oh. or something like that. Hey, Dave, why don't you tell your wife that she's been birthday pranked?
2: <laughs> hey, baby. I hope you uh, have that five thousand dollars stuffed under our mattress because we're going <laughs> to <laughs>
4: Oh my God! I'm so glad this is a joke.
0: Birthday prankings with Jace and Don, but not Alexis because she's bad at lying to people. Wednesday mornings at 7:20 on My Talk
2: 107.1, the radio home of did you get main floor or seats? My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment.
1: So, uh. This is an ongoing story, the story about Ryan Seacrest and the accusations made against him by a former stylist that he worked with uh, when he was at E!, uh, and Bradley has some questions on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk talk 1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer and uh, and there's some updates as well so Bradley what what did you want to know so I uh,
3: was you know checking up on this story um, I wasn't here yesterday but uh, I was trying to catch up on this story and I see a headline that says Ryan Seacrest colleagues defend him amid sexual harassment allegations and, of course, the, the sexual harassment allegations have to do with, uh, you know, a previous coworker, worker uh, a woman who worked for him, rather, I guess, um, a stylist, Susie Hardy, for six years. And um, uh, she says some inappropriate behavior happened. Somebody actually corroborated that uh, some of that behavior. Uh, a, a guy, I think it's like an unnamed, I, anyway, regardless mm-hmm. Credible allegations against Ryan Seacrest. People, uh, now the story is you've got people coming out in support of him. Kelly Ripa made comments about him uh, in a positive light on her show. And, you know, in any other time and place, it would seem totally normal that, you know, people, person who's accused of sexual harassments, co-workers come out and say, he's a really good guy. We never saw any of this behavior. Mm -hmm. But, of course, post uh, Me Too or... uh, what's the word, in the middle of this Me Too movement, it seems a little tone deaf to me that all of these people would come out and say, well, we've never seen this behavior before. We don't know this to be true. I never saw any of the things she's alleging. Um, these are some of the quotes from people who've come to his defense. Mm-hmm. And I, my my question, as I alluded to, is why is he getting any different treatment than any other um, person who's credibly accused of sexual assault and harassment. It's not to say that he needs to be fired and immediately removed from everything he's doing, but I mean, he's going to take a very um, prominent role, presumably. probably on mm-hmm. Sunday at the Academy Awards on the red carpet.
1: Well, yeah, and I think that that's actually a really good question. I don't know that 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 we have an answer to it obviously, but but it does kind of make me think of again the Matt Lauer situation because I I, I would equate the two of them in terms of kind of their role in entertainment. In the sense that they are both incredibly successful at what they do um they would be people who um would would carry a lot of weight at whatever uh whatever place they were working at any given time right ryan seacrest in addition to working for e um on the red carpet as a commentator as an anchor he's also produces shows on that channel etc so somebody with a lot of power and You know, I feel like the voices were a lot quieter with Matt Lauer, the people who were standing. There were a couple people that were saying, I never saw anything like that. But it seems like it feels like so many people are jumping to the defense of Ryan Seacrest. Mostly
3: because I think that, you know, they're again, the culture has changed. That's why I think this comes off as incredibly tone deaf, because. There is We don't know any more or less about Ryan Seacrest than we do Matt Lauer, and just because at this point it's only one woman, I mean, how many stories have we been, it's like people have the worst amnesia. How many stories have we been through over the last six to nine months where somebody is is credibly accused, they say, well, that person's crazy, and she's making it up so that she can make a lot of money, and Mm -hmm. then, oh, a couple weeks later... Uh, a number of other allegations come forward or somebody else comes forward and says in fact I did witness that behavior and in this case you have someone who said uh, that he witnessed some of the behavior right and and also um, there was another article that uh, was very close in proximity to this one where the guy the showrunner for Fuller House was fired recently um, this week for alleged verbal abuse and when I went through that story It's not even direct sexual harassment. It was, um, as the Hollywood Reporter laid out, not to have a big just like parsing of definitions, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't even like um, what would be considered sexual harassment, coercion, or inappropriate physical or sexual contact. It was considered, quote, behavioral. His comments were considered behavioral, meaning I think inappropriate, um, but not necessarily rising to the level of sexual assault hmm. so a guy was alleged to have made behavioral comments whatever that means mm-hmm. and was fired from his job
1: mm-hmm. and, Ryan, and Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest
3: is accused uh, of sexual assault
1: mm-hmm.
3: and harassment yeah and everybody's saying well he's a great guy and for me I wonder if it just has to do with money and power, like he's in a much more powerful position than a lot of people have been.
1: When we come back, we're going to get to uh, Lord and Lady D-Bag, but I'm going to just give you a couple updates and kind of what I believe is one of the main differences between some of the other cases and this particular case right here on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1. Everything. She's crazy ex-girlfriend. What? No, I'm not.
2: Entertainment.
1: All right, we're going to get to the D-bags in just a moment on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. But we were just talking about Ryan Seacrest and the allegations that have been brought against him and the fact that so many um, people are coming out in support of him. And Bradley, you know, I, as I'm thinking about this, I think what makes this one mm, slightly different... From some of those other stories that we've talked about is the following detail. The fact that he was cleared by E of any wrongdoing. So they allegedly or they apparently, I should say, conducted their own internal investigation on the matter and um, and cleared him internally and then the victim or the alleged victim took it public and then that's why we're having this conversation now yeah so I, I i wonder if people are coming forward and in support of him leaning on that information as
3: sort of oh they use it as an excuse exactly. I, I understand that yeah. i don't understand why it's um why that excuse is being appreciated or taken in any different way like an internal um, investigation does not—that's not due process for a victim who's claiming she's been sexually assaulted. They may not believe, um, because again, a lot of these cases—and we're talking about you know um, the, these assault cases—in light of the Me Too movement—and a lot of them are he said, she said—and mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't deny that E believes that um, you know, or I, I, uh, it is not hard for me to believe that E would be prone to. Um, Nazi something when mm-hmm. it's a he said, she said mm-hmm. uh, because there's, you know. Uh, it, well,
1: because he makes a ton of money for them.
3: I mean, it, 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 it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, extremely valuable to them. And if it's he said, she said, aren't you going to go with the guy that you A know and B spend a lot of money on and have uh, resources for Now that it is not to say that I don't think that E would throw him Uh, overboard if there is something that is made public that they can't deny or counter. Right. But in this case, I would assume that their their counter is simply we don't believe her. Right. Those allegations are not um, credible. But again, how do you how would they prove something like that?
1: Right. And to that end, uh, you know, what we do know today is that E and this is according to page six, um, E is in quote, crisis mode ahead of the Oscars because, as you know, he'll be anchoring the red carpet. And there are allegedly publicists that are are, are struggling with, uh, you know, trying to keep their actors from being interviewed by him on that red carpet lest they appear as... Though, I think it's got to be really complicated because of the Me Too movement, because of the role in Hollywood uh, that the Me Too movement is playing, that it's got to be really difficult for him to... Um, to have these allegations out there. And for those actors who have been in support of the Me Too movement, you know, if they went and talked to him, what what message does that send? So that's kind of what E is struggling with right now. And then you may ask, what's going to happen with American Idol? Well, apparently American Idol, leaning again on the fact that E cleared him of any sexual misconduct, they are going forward with the production of American Idol. There will be no halt in the production. Uh, And they are relying solely on the findings of uh, E, the network, uh, when it comes to Ryan Seacrest. Yeah,
3: and I would just say they do that at their own peril. So they're certainly entitled to do that and use that as the excuse or the thing that keeps them from acting. Um, But I would simply say, you know, if, if indeed you believe the victim in this particular case... It is likely that there are other victims because what do we know about all of these people? They don't just do this once. It's a pattern. It's usually a pattern of Mm -hmm. behavior. So I would just say, you know, they, they can do this, but they do it at their own peril and they're going to look like they have incredible egg on their face, even though they will say, well, with what we knew at the time, we did what we thought. So again, they are perfectly entitled to behave the way they're behaving. I just think it's an obvious double standard. And, um, I think it's partially because of distance, Mm -hmm. the distance to sort of the major um, outrage that was um, hatched after the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. And um, in addition to distance, it's the proximity to to his particular power that people are allowing him to continue in in his job. Because think about, like, if if NBC... I don't know. You could what if this a lot of different yeah. ways. But anyway, I've yeah. made my point.
1: Yeah, it is very interesting, and we will, as as I said, continue to follow it. Now, let us move on to our Lord and Lady D bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day.
3: It's a Kardashian. Womp womp. Mm. This should not shock us, right? That a Kardashian would be our douchebag. I feel for the like day. that's a shoe-in. Uh well, it's a shoe in something. We need to talk about Chloe, Chloe Kardashian, and frankly, it's a twofer because uh, the first part of this is technically um, tabloids because I read the following headline. First of all, People Magazine is working my last nerve Um, in addition to the fact that their website is unreadable because I've got (laughs) to like try to fight off three different videos playing at the same time. And like
1: pop-ups everywhere.
3: Um, You have headlines like this under the Kardashian kids Label
1: that's a thing,
3: people, babies, Kardashian kids. It's a thing, and, oh. the, and the S's in Kardashian kids have dollar signs. Stop it! Yeah,
1: I thought you were going to say the S's were Z's, which is nope. equally uh, nope, that's less annoying than the dollar yep. signs.
3: <gasps> yep, and so uh, oh, look, I guys? had to pop through another pop up ad to read you this headline. See, is this Khloe Kardashian's sexiest maternity photo ever?
1: Oh my god, in parentheses. Are you
3: She's in the shower. What? Okay, so you have headlines like this um, and articles like this which talk about how sexy Chloe and not that women can't be sexy when they're pregnant, but it's just so blatantly like, oh, like we have to write an article about that sexiest maternity photo. Are we allowed to in the shower? Are
1: we allowed to weigh in on the question or or do they answer it within the uh, body of this? Also, it's misleading.
3: She's not actually nude in the shower. She's wearing like a a cocktail. I wouldn't even know what you call that. Like an evening gown. Something. In her shower. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't even realize she was in the shower. I mean, okay, were so they not to have I don't know who out.
3: they're trying to appeal to. Uh, people who find pregnant ladies in the shower sexy, by all <laughs> means. Um, so that bugs me. Uh, in the fact that her pregnancy is, you know, like on the tip of everybody's uh, tabloid tongues, mm-hmm. but also the, the this whole storyline about Khloe Kardashian revealing the reason why she wanted to announce her pregnancy and, quote, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. OK, so Khloe Kardashian, you know, uh, was hesitant to reveal that she was pregnant. Well, in a episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, we learned that it was because her body didn't produce enough progesterone and she had to insert some progesterone and all this gobbledygook. Right. And within the context of finding all of this out, um, she says the following because she's basically frustrated mm-hmm. that everybody is up in her grill about being pregnant Mm -hmm. and TMZ wants to publish a story Mm -hmm. and she just wants to follow her doctor's orders. Mm -hmm. And, um, Kim Kardashian weighs in on how it's unfortunate for Chloe that she can't just have some privacy quote. It's like, we're not entitled to any privacy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Quote. It's such a tricky thing because people expect us to share every last detail of our lives. It's almost like we're not entitled to privacy. Yeah. No, it's not actually almost like no, it's it's like actually is
1: because you've been serving your your lives up to us and propelling it into our faces for the past decade. Yeah. No, you don't. I'm sorry. And also, can I
3: just point out that she's having this conversation on her show, on her television show? (laughs) Yeah. What she is angry about is that it's not her timing. Right. So she doesn't. She doesn't want the privacy. That's an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's that she's not the one breaking the news. But but what I love is like they think we're so stupid that we're going to watch the show and go, God, yeah, those people. I mean, they should really have their privacy. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Who are these people again? Yeah, they're the
1: Kardashians. And why are they a thing? Because they bought themselves the way
3: to be the thing. Because they were like, come look at our lives. Yes. They oh, invited wait, no, us in. We don't in. want you to do that. We actually just want you to see what we want you to see.
1: It's so ridiculous it's so and annoying. frustrating. And you know, the thing that I think, the uh, the other thing is this, Khloe Kardashian, what she went through, uh, and I'm not saying it's not, it wasn't um, heart, heartbreaking and difficult for her in the sense that that's a struggle in pregnancy, but having a high risk pregnancy, Happens to a lot of people who have to wake up in the morning and go to their jobs and do whatever they were already doing and look pregnant in life. You know, I understand that she wanted to do it on her own timetable, but this was going to be found and it was going to be discovered one way or another because of the virtue of the fact that you yeah, it's who just you like, I mean, in society. you
3: can't have it both ways. I think, like, if you have a high-risk pregnancy, that's at the point you go, you know what? I mean, look at their sister. She did a great job of being like, I'm not telling anybody anything, and I'm not doing anything. Now she's going to talk about it on the show, I get. But, like, this is just, this is completely fabricated mm-hmm. and not genuine in any way.
1: Uh, I'm just going to quickly read the headline that is making the Daily Mail my D-bag. It goes like this. Is Kim Kardashian in a style rut? The reality star goes topless beneath a black suit jacket for the second time in one week. Oh, God. And the fifth in recent months.
3: It's Think, true, though. Yeah. But she, she's it wearing different a, shoes. It must be
1: a style rut, you guys. She wore the same thing twice. <sighs> Give me a break. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, we like to make you a little bit smarter with a little bit of science. And we're going to do so after this on my Talk 107.1. Get out!
2: That's what I'm hoping for for Best Picture.
1: Ooh, I really want Daniel
5: Day-Lewis
4: to win Best Actor. I saw Phantom Thread four times. I
2: want to see Margot Robbie win it
4: for i I would just love to see another envelope mix up again. Yes! Yes.
3: It's another My Talk Watch Along. This one for the Academy Awards. Sunday night starting at 6, presented by Scheherazade Jewelers. Alexis, Dawn, and I kick things off from 6 to 7.
1: Then Donnie, Holly, Ryan, and I snark along from 7 to 8.30. Then Lori, Julia, Bradley, and I take it home to the last award. Will there be drama? Will there be snub? Will there be surprises? Of course there will be. So you should watch it with us.
3: It's the MyTalk Along for the 2018 Academy Awards. Sunday night starting at 6. Presented by Scheherazade in Galleria. Find us on the MyTalk Facebook page or use MyTalk keyword Academy.
1: The radio
2: home of friends discussing their faves with friends. MyTalk
1: 107.1. Each and every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we like to attempt to make you a lead smarter. On My Talk One, Uh, we call it our science segment. Bradley, it goes a little something like this.
3: So, it turns out um, you can't have both brain and brawn. Really? Why? Because Brains, uh, you might just be able to have a brain, but not brains. Yeah, it turns out um, having a big brain apparently means you're gonna have less muscle, and vice versa, because the organ that is your brain is stealing energy from other parts of your body. So, the bigger your brain, the smaller your muscles.
1: Do you mean like a literal size of your brain, not like smart? Correct. Okay.
3: Like the size of your brain, and and smart people have bigger brains than dumb people. Oh, is that true? Have tiny brains. I must have a small brain. Um, actually, I don't know. But uh, I, I, what they're saying is that um, having a bigger brain also means you're likely to have less uh, muscle mass. That's according to a new size or a new study rather that looked at brain size, and they looked at ten different species of primates. And found that the ones with larger brains have muscle ma- uh, less muscle mass. And that's because, again, as I said at the outset, in order to use your brain uh, to think, it requires energy. In order to get that energy, it's going to have to take the place of, um, you know, or at the expense, rather, of something else in your body. And in this case, it looks like muscle mass.
1: Um. I was hopeful for a moment
3: because
1: yeah. I thought maybe if I just thought more, it would burn fat off my body, but it's the muscle mass.
3: Yeah, no, it's muscle it's gonna mass. Take it's just saying from. you can have muscles, but they're going to be smaller. You're not going to be able to have as much muscle mass with a big brain.
1: You know, I, I did. I was not aware that brains came in different sizes. Like, I thought...
3: We all have the same brain. Yeah,
1: you know, when you learn about the your internal organs when you're, like, young they say your heart is the size of your fist. I just assumed that all of our organs, you know, unless you had like a problem, right? Like fatty liver disease or something, or an enlarged spleen. I just thought we all had the same size organs.
3: Uh, Males have bigger brains than women. Mm. The average human brain weighs in at about 2.7 pounds, which is about 2% of our body weight. Mm. That's not very much
1: you got to haul that thing around, though. Yeah. You know, you can't, it can't be too big. Can you imagine? Her <laughs> heads would fall.
3: Well, I think that's what they used to say about Neanderthals, that one of the reasons they uh, were made extinct is because their heads were so big, their uh, heads were so big that they couldn't get through the birth canal.
1: It was like a design flaw. Yeah. Interesting. I would argue I have at least one child whose head was so big that that would have been an issue as well. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know how big his brain is, Be a big head.
3: Yeah, no. I, I know what it's like to have a big head. I don't know that having a big head is necessarily the same as having a big That's brain. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Hmm, who knew? Okay, Uh, you know what you don't want to have? An apple-shaped figure.
3: You don't want to be an apple shape. So, uh, apple-shaped figure is bad. Why? Because... What does that mean exactly? This
1: is like actually like pear shaped. Probably the most horrible, horrible news I can give because if you are an apple shaped person, I don't think there's much you can do about it, right? You're either naturally apple shaped or you're not. If you have an apple shaped body, you are 10 to 20% more likely to have a heart attack. Sorry. What does that
3: mean though, apple shaped? Okay,
1: so thank you for asking. So um, people with apple shaped bodies carry their, uh, their, I'll say inches. I don't want to say weight. I want to say you are proportionately larger. Your hip to waist ratio is is closer than if you have an hourglass figure. Then your hip... To waist ratio is different your waist is smaller your hips are larger the closer they get together the more apple shape you are an apple shaped person has a larger waist that doesn't necessarily mean that they're overweight because even slim people can be apple shaped in fact just to illustrate that point i will tell you who is cited in this article as being an apple shape people like angelina jolie you would never think of her as thick right but mm. she apparently has an apple shaped body tyra banks apparently also an apple shaped so the reason why you do not want to have an apple shaped body or if you have an apple shaped body you are at a higher risk for cardiovascular disease is because people who carry that those inches in their midsection have a higher percentage of fat around their organs
3: mm, which is not good
1: exactly and science has proven that that is that having Fat around your organs is the thing that puts you at a higher risk. If you have fat outside of your organs, that's that isn't it's not good, but it's not you're not at a higher risk as if you have that fat around in and around your organs. Um, and so they want you to know the scientists in the World Health. Organ, you can't.
3: Oh, so sorry. That's helpful.
1: No, but I I mean I guess I would say you know Dr. Colleen would say I'm not a doctor that you know that awareness can help you make some modifications in other places in your life that maybe will help you know bring that margin a little bit narrower i would imagine right like you know if you're if you are a naturally apple-shaped person and you are more sedentary i would say you're probably you probably just want to be attentive you to that to
3: work a little bit harder yeah to help yeah.
1: strengthen your uh, your cardiovascular system um in any case
3: and make sure you're eating, you know, a healthy diet.
1: And they say, ah, oh, thank you for saying that, because they say that the Mediterranean diet is the best the best diet for reducing internal fat storage, which is that fat also, in and around your organs.
3: this whole Mediterranean diet business, somebody, and now we're going to get a flood of book recommendations, but somebody needs to write a book on this because I will tell you, having done a little bit of research, there's very little in the way of, like, eat this, eat this. It's how much you should eat like because any like the only thing i can figure out about the mediterranean diet is that it's you know lean meats lots of vegetables olive oil that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. well i can make some pretty awesome food but if i'm eating like two thousand calories of that mediterranean diet that doesn't seem very helpful like
1: the wrong proportions
3: it just seems to mean like eat a bunch of you know these kinds of foods but not necessarily like when or how And that's what I think is still because I've looked for books that explain this quote Mediterranean diet and all I ever seem to be able to find is eat, you know, tuna.
1: Here's what I think I'm going to do in order to observe that diet um, I'm planning to just move to Greece, or like and I, just eat their food. I'm going
3: to go to the Holy Land buffet every day, but I kind of feel like that's not the same thing. I feel like no, even though it should be.
1: But that is a good point because they this has been research that's been bandied about recently that the Mediterranean, Mediterranean diet, diet Mediterranean is the diet. healthiest Mediterranean diet.
3: diet. Mediterranean diet, Mediterranean yeah. diet. But nobody talks about your portions, right? Yeah,
1: and if you just let loose in a Mediterranean buffet, yeah. I mean, let's just be real. I'm going to need a wheelbarrow because to get they home. They
3: cheese. But if, uh, it's like the French, like, you know, French people are so skinny, but they eat like, they have all these amazing foods. It's not the foods that's the problem. It's It's like like something with the culture. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, Hey, I just wanted to answer a question. We got an email yesterday. I think it was an email or maybe it was on our Facebook live. Somebody said, Hey, why is it that we don't get the Julia? Y anymore? Why? Okay. Here's why. Well, here's why. Um, we had a mysterious loss of all of our sound effects on our, uh, it wasn't
3: mysterious. We're just being polite. We're
1: being polite. Something, Somebody, somebody <laughs> axi- made an accident, made an oopsie daisy, and erased our board full of sounds. That doesn't mean they're not there. They're alive and kicking somewhere, but we have not yet put everything back. We haven't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So there you go. That's the answer. It'll come back. Trust me. Why? There it is. Do it Why? again. Do it again. Why? Oh, you found Why? it. Oh, that Why? makes us happy. There it is. It'll come back. Don't worry. We'll be using it in no time. Now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, remember last, uh, on Tuesday, we had a conversation about these kids these days and their slang? Well, we've got some actual kids who have defined Slanging. some of those slang terms for us on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1. Everything. I want you to join me. We can rule together and bring a new order to the galaxy. do do this, Ben.
2: Entertainment.